Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we answer your viewer questions. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley, and I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NHL. And when you enter promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. So, as you guys can tell, uh, we got some new digs, new looks. Uh-huh. We have moved platforms, and we got a new layout. And Scotty has control now, and it's still up for debate whether or not that is a good thing. <laughs> it's scary. It's scary. I, I know I do this on my own every day, but it's still scary. Yeah. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, you'll see we look a lot different. It's going to take a while for me to get used to. I like the layout. I like especially where you can see what's on today's docket. Obviously, today we're going to start off talking about World Roundup. Uh, IIHF Worlds had the semifinal today. Then we also have a mailbag. I put a mailbag feeler out yesterday and got a few questions. going to answer those. And then, you know, if there's time, maybe how do you feel about a question or two? But if not, we'll just end it there and save our thoughts for Monday. But I think this looks fantastic. It I'm looks like, great. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm at, they've been slowly, the network has been slowly rolling out this look. Uh, for the last like few months now and locked on tigers got it done earlier this week red wings today i think it looks absolutely incredible um yeah the the itinerary over here is like super cool and um yeah i i absolutely love it i'm really really excited about uh about youtube we totally didn't spend a half an hour trying to well not you me you've had it for tigers for a few days i didn't spend a half an hour before the show trying to figure out where everything's at now <laughs> it's similar it looks the same, but it also looks very different at the yeah. same time. So Some adjustment for sure. Yeah. The only bummer is I don't have my entire background. Like I had the entire wall decked out and now you see just barely three. Yeah, you gotta, there's got to be a way to we'll figure it out. There's got to be there's always a way. It's day one. We'll get there. But other than that, I, I love the way it looks. Uh, you'll I guarantee it. But Scotty, uh, first of all, world is going on and a huge upset took place. Huge huge latvia for the first time in international play for them for their country is moving on to the semifinals and are guaranteed to participate in a medal game because even if they lose the semifinals they play for bronze beating team sweden one of the juggernauts of the tournament and not even like uh they they irked it or they eked it out like they they beat team sweden yeah. it was absolutely impre- incredibly impressive to watch them go out there and do that absolutely yeah no that's uh that's like the talk of that's probably the moment of the tournament i think that's pretty safe to say but yeah absolutely awesome great moment for them uh and when it comes to just like growing the sport in general like having uh the non-powerhouse countries win is always a good thing yeah and it absolutely was a good thing and we talked about this a little bit the other day right when talking about how it's good for the game for these smaller countries when talking about the fact that canada had slid a little bit in the standings was fourth at the time in the pool and teams like latvia and czech were up there germany up there it just proves that the more representation these teams get 
the more likely young kids are going to want to play this sport, leading to a bigger pool to choose from, leading to better teams, leading to better results. And now Latvia is going to play for a semifinal and then potentially a gold medal at the worst, the bronze medal. And then on the other side, in the other pool, you got Germany, who is uh, advanced to the semifinal. If they lose, I think they play USA next. If they play uh, USA and lose, then it's going to be Latvia and Germany in the bronze medal game. And I'm not trying to make the assumption that they're going to lose, but my point is, is Germany hasn't won a medal at IIHF Worlds since 1953 when they were West Germany. Not even, so they haven't won a medal since they've become reunified. (laughs) Like this is good. It's just bona fide good for the sport, no matter how you slice it. Absolutely. Um, Team Germany was able to obviously beat the Swiss team in this game, but the Swiss team, or the more cider rather, was ejected early in the game because of a hit to behind on the Swiss player, on a, on a Swiss player. And uh, it was pretty clear cut in my opinion. I don't think he would have gotten kicked out of the game in the NHL, but the IHF takes that a lot more seriously and you just can't do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's really too much else to say. You know, we, we talked about the Valeno situation earlier and, and in the week and whatnot. And this is, you know, nowhere close to that in terms of like, this was not some crazy dirty hit or, uh, like a, an inexcusable act or anything like that. This was just a, a play that, like you said, I, I think in the NHL probably isn't even a big deal or isn't even really talked about. But at this tournament, they take player safety super, super seriously, uh, understandably so, given just um, the the fact that they want people to participate. And uh, NHL and I- teams might not uh, be as fond of them participating if they didn't. So, yeah, j- whatever. Like, obviously – uh, pretty clear cut. I, I agree with you, and uh, something that yeah was called and whatever. Move and on. I think they're right for treating it this way. I agree. I think no, them I taking it more seriously agree. and doling out higher, uh, stronger punishments is better for the game because of the fact that that way you don't get guys like Jamie Ben who go unpunished for cross checks to the neck, make it to the Eastern or the Western Conference final, then cross check Mark Stone in the neck again, on the yeah. same exact play. Like if you punish that earlier, then it you you in theory cut down on it happening again. Or at least then you can escalate the punishment because yeah. now, because Jamie Ben for the first time was suspended over this two playoff games, which is a lot in terms of NHL punishment, but it isn't enough. If it was, if he did this during Worlds, he would have been suspended like 10 games. Yeah, Joe yeah. Valeno was suspended the entire tournament and maybe more. Canada doesn't make it to the championship game because of the fact that he made a dirty play, in my opinion, on the same tier. I mean, he took his blade stomp down on Niederreiter and um, possibly could have like ended his career in theory if he had hit him just right. Same thing happens with Jamie Ben, and then his his poor excuse of like, I'm sorry I fell and I led with my stick. Now you you looked at him and you cross checked him <laughs> in the neck. Jamie Ben. So man. I'm getting down a different track. My point yeah. being right now different is combo. different conversation. That I'm really happy about Latvia making it to the semifinal. They're gonna play Team Canada. I would say that that is a really tough matchup, and it is, but Canada's having a down year right now, so it is possible. I did. I, am I remembering correctly that Latvia beat Canada in pool play? I could be mistaken. Mm. I'd, have to, I'd have to double check on that one. I'm double checking. I don't know right if now. I know that either. Uh, no, Canada beat them six to nothing. I so was going to say, I feel like that would be something both of us would be like, oh, yeah, that definitely happened. We remember I that happening. I feel like Canada got upset by a team or two in pool play. I mean, it's been a really interesting tournament just because of the 
I don't want to say it's been like full of upsets, but like there have been, especially earlier on, obviously there have been some Switzerland uh, and Norway beat Canada during pool play. Those were the two big upsets for them, but Latvia did not. They got crushed six, nothing. So we're cut out for them for sure. Absolutely. But a down year for team Canada. So I, you take advantage of that just right. You'll make it to the championship. Absolutely. Anyways, let's move on to the mailbag portion of the show. We just wanted to have a, Brief discussion, keep you guys in the loop on what was going on in the world, if any of you guys care. Um, I put some feelers out there because it's off-season time, so there's not a ton of real big questions. Let's lead off with one of the shorter questions that's probably a bit easier to answer. This one comes from at Emmett Ferguson on Twitter. He goes, ideally, would you guys want to trade, um, make a trade for either Keller or Schmaltz? And why should Brian be drafted ninth overall? I like that a lot. And I, I like this I like this question, Emmett, because of the fact that I think we could do a whole episode on Clayton Keller specifically because he's a guy who why would he want to waste any more of his career down there with the Coyotes? And he is such a good player as well. And I believe he's still on the young side as well. So he's a guy who could fit that description of a guy the Red Wings could feasibly get and you know, not have to sell the future down the river to do so. Absolutely. I mean, I, I also agree with the statement you said where we, we could really do like a, a deep dive on Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller is also uh, about, he's turning 25 this summer. Yeah, so, so young, like, young. Very much still uh, at play. And yeah, was 86 points and played every single game this season. Um was a minus two in the twenty on the twenty twenty three Arizona Coyotes. That should tell you all you need to know about Clayton Keller. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that that's a great conversation, especially and, and like, I guess this is something we can get to more like after the break. I know we're pushing up against it here, but like, th- th- this is a, a conversation where, in theory, if the Coyotes. I don't know, like the future of their franchise. Uh, this immediate upcoming season, they're they're still going to be where they are. But like, I don't know if the future of their franchise completely alters and like where they're going ends up changing. Like that could be a conversation for uh, would that encourage or discourage kind of personnel moves of of young, you know, like stars in this game. Yeah, absolutely. And I got a couple more things I want to say about Clayton Keller, as well as Nick Schmaltz, who was also asked about in this proposal. Uh, But first, I do have to tell you guys about Bird Dogs today. Scott, you want to hit me with that overlay since you have the power to do so now? Nothing more. (laughs) Oh, look at that. Beautiful. Oh, but hey, Scotty, there's an issue with this overlay. Look at that promo code. Oh, it says locked on MLB. <laughs> so you can that, tell. That was not something I thought about when I uploaded these on here. So, Scotty, what's cool about our new system is Scotty's Tigers account is also linked with our Red Wings one. So we share assets and we share a streaming service now. So it makes it really easy for us to collaborate. Yeah, very convenient. But that also means that we clearly have to make sure we get the NHL yeah, version of Bird Dogs. The NHL ones. <laughs> but. Guess what, guys? Bird Dogs, despite the fact that that's a different promo code, it still works to get you that free Yeti-style mug when you order, or you can use Lockdown NHL as your promo code as well. BirdDogs.com slash MLB or Lockdown NHL. They both work. They both get you that Yeti-style mug. And 
I mean, while you're there, I might as well pick up a comfortable pair of shorts that is both versatile, comfortable, and fits Best in the game. perfectly. I was telling you guys the other day, I wore it up north. I wore them up north when I helped my grandparents put the boat in the water. You know, they're not meant to be swim trunks, but they worked perfectly as swim trunks. And because of that polyester material they're made out of, they dried super fast. They're comfortable no matter. The worst thing about swim trunks, too, is like that that mesh they put in there. Well, these have built-in underwear, built-in boxer briefs. So, like, I'm go- technically, would it consider it going commando? I don't know. Whether or not you're technically going commando doesn't matter because it doesn't feel like it. Correct. They're comfortable. They look good. You can wear them out casually because they have this almost like like boat shorts kind of look to them. They're just really comfortable. They look nice, and you guys aren't going to regret picking up a couple pairs. And then, of course, you use Lockdown MLB or Lockdown NHL. You're going to get that for a Yeti-style mug. There you go. So go to birddogs.com slash Lockdown NHL and uh, buy a couple pairs for yourself. You'll love them. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. You know what's funny? It literally says – Bird Dogs MLB overlay is the name of the image. And I didn't even think to like <laughs> that that would be an issue. You know what, Scotty? It's not 100% your fault. I have some of the blame here for trusting you. <laughs> that is something I've heard <laughs> so often. In I have my myself life. Do not worry. to blame. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we were talking about Clayton Keller. This is a good question. We shouldn't spend too much time on it because we have other questions to get to. And these are fun too. But Clayton Keller, I think this is a good guy to spend an episode on. Absolutely. He's a left-handed shooting winger. Uh, He can play both left-hand and right wing. You mentioned that he had an 86-point season, 82 games with the Coyotes, 37 goals with the Coyotes, and only minus two this year with the Coyotes. Like, he was really good. He's 24 years old. Nick Schmaltz was plus plus on the season for the Arizona Coyotes. So there he's plus four on the year with the Coyotes. Schmaltz is a little older. He can play right wing or center. He's 27 years old. It's funny. I say he's a little older. He's literally the same age as me. Uh, in fact, born a month after me. Cool. Makes me feel nice and old. Um, <laughs> 58 points this past season, 63 games played 22 goals, 36 assists. Both of these guys, I think could be instantaneous. Good fits on the Red Wings. Make them better. I don't think those guys are the star power. Clayton Keller. 37 goals on a better team probably could reach that 40 goal mark. So maybe Clayton Keller could be that guy, but um, I think they made the Red Wings better, but I don't think they take them over the top, but the Red Wings aren't really in a position to be too choosy. If Clayton Keller is on the market and you can get him, absolutely. The question is, would the Coyotes be willing to give him up? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, we could do a whole app on that. Honestly. We probably will. So stay tuned to that. Emmett, great question. Yeah, such a good question. You inspired an entire episode. (laughs) Thank you for the episode idea. We will definitely be stealing that for the future. (laughs) Um, So the next question comes from an anonymous. They they wish to stay anonymous. Uh, What's the word here? Commenter. That's the word. It's Friday, man. I'm I'm already feeling the Memorial Weekend vibes. So my my mind's already elsewhere. I'm sending this to you and your cohorts in crime, but my, in my opinion, the Florida Panthers barely made it into the Stanley cup playoffs. And yet here they are as in Stanley cup final. There is no way the Red Wings compared to the Panthers in most areas, but Bobrovsky, thank you, is better than any Red Wings goaltender. Kachuk is better than any Red Wings forward. Does the Red Wings, do the Red Wings have a defenseman similar to Ekblad or Montour cider and Wallman? The Panthers' overall core is better than Detroit, and yet they barely made the playoffs. Where does this leave Detroit and the Iser plan? Now, this is a multifaceted question, but overall, I feel it's just comparing 
the Red Wings to the situation of the Florida Panthers, which we talked a little bit about on Wednesday's episode. Yeah. But they, you know, this person being brings up a good point. There are a couple things I do disagree with. Um, first and foremost, before I get to things I agree with, yes, the Panthers did just barely make the playoffs. Like literally, if the results of that Penguins Blackhawks game had gone differently, we'd be living in a completely different timeline. The Blackhawks wouldn't have won the number one overall pick. It would have been the Blue Jackets because they'd have had the third best odds. And also, the Penguins would have made the playoffs, but not the Panthers. But to, that is, I think, a little bit dismissive of how that team is built. I mean, this team is a playoff team, and last year they won the President's Trophy. Let's not forget that. I think in the next the years coming, they're absolutely going to be a divisional threat in the Atlantic Division, even if they lose, or especially if Boston loses Bergeron and Krejci, although I say that with trepidation because I feel like I say that every year. But if Tampa Bay begins to show its age like it seems to be and they begin to slide, I really do think the Florida Panthers, albeit just barely squeaking in the playoffs, you know, much, are a much, much better team. I mean, I think the team you're seeing right now is actually the team they are, not the regular season team. Is guess what the point I'm trying to make on that point? Yeah, this is – they did make trades and whatnot, and obviously the Matthew Kachuk situation and, and everything, but this is still a team that literally won presidents a year ago. Yes. Like, they, they were literally had the best record in the NHL last season. Like, this is not – a a and yes they they were the eight seed this year in the east and and so it's it's easy to compare and contrast and again we did that on wednesday's episode for sure but like this is not your run-of-the-mill like normal eight seed you know like this is a team that underperformed in the regular season everybody was well aware of it and then came in and now has been on a heater but this is still a team that literally the season before this one one presidents like that literally had the the best record in the NHL. So I think it's, it's a little unfair when comparing and contrasting the two of them to put pressure on the Red Wings to match them specifically. Um, but I, I do think that the point of the question is still very fair and, and something that I'm sure we'll discuss a lot as the season, as the off season unfolds and just comparing ourselves to teams that were in the playoffs this season. And also regarding Sergei Bobrovsky, while he is on an absolute heater, one of the best we've seen in playoff history from a goalie, let's not forget that he's been very up and down his entire career. His, he is the definition of a roller coaster. He yes. will go – he's had Vesna seasons, and he's had like seasons with sub-900 save percentages. Like he, he has been completely all over the board. He'll have great moments, not great. He'll go on heaters. He'll go on super cold streaks. He uh, like the definition of, of a roller coaster career. Yeah, his save percentage was league average this year, which albeit was better than anyone the Red Wings have. Um, so I don't Probably necessarily certainly better than anyone the Red Wings have in net, despite yes. inconsistencies. <laughs> like that's that's very much uh, you know like that that's objectively I think true. But um, yeah, it is worth noting that he's a yeah roller very coaster, much a but, roller coaster. Player. But to get to the main point that this poster was trying to make is that the Red, the Panthers are better and all the round, but the Red Wings don't have a player like Matthew Kachuk. That's absolutely yeah, true. I tweeted sure. it last night that he's a freak and the Red Wings need someone like that. I, Calgary didn't think that he had what it took to carry a team and he's proved otherwise. He's been fantastic this year and in the playoffs, he's proven to be a playoff caliber guy. Uh, I think that I do think Sider and Woman are legitimate 
threats. I think Sider has the potential to be an elite defenseman in this league. It'll be more of the style of defensive defenseman, not so much goal scoring, although he'll probably get between 40 and 50 points every single year. But his defensive side of the puck is fantastic. But they're not wrong in the fact that Ekblad and Montour are really, really good. And somebody brought this up on online earlier today, but I think there's only one drafted player on the this roster right now for the uh, Florida Panthers. In fact, let me go to Cap Friendly and double check that because that's really where the difference comes in. It was real shrewd moves by Bill Zito and to make this roster competitive. Like this team didn't have a lot of guys. The only player on their team, there's two guys on their team right now. Or there's a few guys, so that was a little misguided, but there's only three guys on their team right now that are through drafting. It's Barkov, Lundell, and Ekblad. Those are the only three guys that the Panthers themselves drafted. It's their core. Like, let's not let's not For beat sure. around the bush. That's absolutely their core, especially Barkov and Ekblad. But a lot of these guys were waiver claims, trades, and free agent signings. And that right there, if you want to talk about where does that leave the Iser plan, Yes, the Red Wings have a huge uphill battle in this division, but the Panthers are proving that shrewd trades and shrewd moves in the offseason can build you a Stanley Cup contender, and that's what Eiserman needs to do this offseason. So, yeah, I mean, the Panthers overall better, and it's going to be a tough uphill, uphill battle, but you can do it. it yeah, it's very not obtainable. insurmountable. Very obtainable. You want to add anything to that? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I kind of said my piece, uh, before you went there, like this is a, uh, that they, they certainly are better, but they, the Red Wings have all of the resources to have a couple of off seasons like that. Like, you know, lest we forget the, the Panthers before they broke out and, and won the presidents and everything were the team that every year we heard about, oh, their time's coming. Oh, their time's coming. Oh, their time's coming. And it never did. And then eventually all onto the scene at once, right? Like, the, And the Wings are very much poised to, to be in a similar position with the amount of cap space and youth and, and, and assets they have in trades and whatnot. It's very, very, very much in reach. So, like, yeah, I agree with this, this commenter that the Red Wings are nowhere near the Florida Panthers right now. But if anything, the Florida Panthers provide a blueprint that it is possible to build a contender not through the draft, which, yeah. let's be honest – if there's any blueprints to, to follow, there's the Carolina Hurricanes, which are you have to create a style that is beneficial to not having a star, which the Red Wings don't. Or you have to go out there and be shrewd with the other GMs and sign and trade guys until you have a contender. And that's the two paths the Red Wings are looking down right now because of the fact that they do not have – they've never gotten that draft lottery luck. They've gotten some fantastic right. pieces through the draft, but they have a ton of assets that they can make to trade. And – Oh, look at that. The Florida Panthers, who have made a ton of trades, are right, right. there. Right, right. Yep. So uh, we're going to get to another quick break. Um, and when we come back, we're just going to wrap up the rest of these questions real quick. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. Uh, luckily, this one's generic, Scotty. <clears throat> Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. It was missing a word there. It tripped me up. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
segment three lockdown red wings uh podcast almost said lockdown red wings uh questions third segment three <laughs> lockdown uh, red wings questions yeah that'd have been bad i'm a little i feel like i'm a little all over the place today i think i'm just really excited to get to the weekend yeah. um yeah nice weekend nice little long weekend so this next question is a fun one. This one comes from at James A. Hutch. And I'll let you answer this one first, Scotty, uh, mainly because I got to think a little bit. So I'm throwing you under the bus because you know how I be. Uh, cross-country road trip. Who are the current or former Red Wings you want joining you? For Oh, like, it, like who do I want in my car? Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay. Um Give me, wow, that's a phenomenal question. Man, it's it's hard not, and like this isn't going to be my only answer because this is super cookie cutter, but it's really hard not to just want to talk Steve Eiserman's ear off <laughs> and just like ask a million questions, you know what I mean? Um, so like that's that's definitely like, but how do you not look at, the like relationship that cider Raymond and Valeno have and not be like, that would be so fun to just be the fourth person in that car for like a cross country road trip. That would be incredibly fun. Um, I don't know. That, that's tough. Those are like the first two things that came to my mind, but I, I, I don't know. That's, that's tough to be thrown on. There's a lot of choices there. Yeah, I think I was you were going for like someone you could like ask a ton of questions. Like well, Steve Eisman. Yeah. Really I think one. I mean number <laughs> one, I would probably have like Tyler Bertuzzi. I think he'd be so fun to be on a road trip with. He <laughs> seems like a party animal. I mean, we've all seen <laughs> the, <laughs> we've all seen the very famous photo of uh just, Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, yeah. Just something. <laughs> just something. Uh, I feel like David Perron would be really fun too. They talk about how he's a huge talker and I would need someone to entertain me. David Perron would be a lot of fun. For sure. I feel like I need to add a defenseman to that or a goalie. Goalies are weird, man. They're enig- they're very enigmatic. Enigmat- In like the best way possible, they are weirdos. Hmm. Would, I, would there be a good goalie to add? Defenseman-wise, I'd probably add Nick Lidstrom just because, like, same vein as Steve Eiserman. I'd love to pick his brain. Right, yeah. How can you not? Mm. I feel like Ned would be pretty fun. Yeah. I just, I just asked him what it was like growing up in Ohio. Give me uh, give me Croner. Give really? Give me Cronwall, dude. Uh, like, hey, man, one. how does it feel that <laughs> to have a, your last name turn into a verb? Yeah. <laughs> good that's a good question i feel like i'm just i i'm having trouble picturing who the perfect person would be right now i feel like mccarty would be a popular oh dude yes mccarty how did i not even think about anyone from that grind one for sure like if you just asked like like polled detroiters i feel like that would be like probably one of honestly if not the most like the the top answer yeah that's a great one that's a great one Uh, honestly the whole that whole line <laughs> honestly, just, like that that entire line, honestly, that that could be my car and I'd be pretty happy. Uh this next one comes from at underscore Landon Thompson on Twitter. For the ninth pick, who is your favorite and who is the right pick if there is a difference? Um, the right pick is to trade it and get someone like wow. immediately to help. Wow, um, wow, wow. Love it. My favorite. 
Oh, that's a good one because we've done some, we have to do more profiles yet, but there's been a lot of profiles. Done a lot already, but yeah, there's definitely more to do. I love those USNTDP guys. I know Will Smith is probably going to go ahead of time, but you know, Leonard looked really good. Perot looked really good. I like both of those guys, all of them, because they have high upside goal scoring wise and they play a position the Red Wings are in deep need of. So uh, I'm going to go with Leonard. I'm going to go with Ryan Leonard at nine. That's who I'm going to go with. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if it's really fair to say this because I don't think he's going to – at this point, I really don't think he's going to fall to us. But, uh, like, we did a, a profile on Will Smith, too, and he was someone that I really liked. But I think that's probably a little far-fetched that he's going to fall all the way to nine. Well, his stock only raised after World Juniors, too, Correct. so he might go even earlier. Yeah, big time. Um, I really liked talking about Oliver Moore, man. That was like the that that was somebody that we talked about that I I really really liked and I think the style there fits kind of the system as far as just like his his skill set. Uh, did we do Tony with him? I'm trying to remember, uh, was it Prashant? I thought it was. Oh yeah, you're right. It was Prashant. Yeah, and he he compared him a lot to uh, like as far as just like his skating to like Larkin and having like two fast guys in the forward core like that, I think would be pretty cool. But the the difficult thing is with this draft is it's just, it's the top three are, I don't want to say set in stone. The top two are set in stone. The top three or four, maybe you can kind of have a general idea of who's going to go, but like that, that five through like 12 range could just be a million different combinations. And that's so, really cool. And it's yeah, really exciting. Fun. It Absolutely. also means that first, that ninth overall pick has a lot of value this year, more so than other years. Correct, for sure. And then our final question, Scotty, is about the Red Wings goal song. What is y'all's opinion on the goal song? Do you, a lot of y'all's, we're talking too much to you, Scotty. Do y'all <laughs> like it or want to change it? I personally think Detroit Rock City by Kiss would be the same. If I recall right now, the Red Wings goal song is the one that goes, let's go, like, let's go, Red Wings. Yeah, I think clap. so. I, didn't, I think I didn't it still do it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I think it's, it fits, obviously. Sure. Um, Detroit Rock City would be a good one. I don't know. I don't have any qualms with the goal song. It's the goal horn that most people have qualms with. Yeah, because people still hate the goal horn. I honestly got used to it. Like, it's not that big of a deal to me anymore. I, I understood the frustration at the beginning regarding, like, it's not a real horn anymore and it sounds like a recording of a horn. But, like, when a goal is scored, my mind's not thinking about the horn. My mind's like, Oh my God, we scored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I'm probably in the minority on that. There's probably I, don't know. Be a I lot think of you could have a lot of fun with a, with a, like picking a more mainstream, maybe mainstream is not the right word, but like a, like a song song. Like, I think you could have a lot of fun and, and really kind of, stretch out your creativity there and pick like a really, really cool song. I think there's a lot of choices kind of to pick from there. Yeah. I could get like an anime song slid in there. Okay. Thanks for listening to lockdown <laughs> Red wings. <laughs> Ridiculous. The uh, yeah. rock city would go hard though. I'm really? not going to lie. That's kind of a, that's a, that's a great starting point. That's a great yeah. song. And it'd be kind of cool just to like hear that after a goal is scored. Like everybody just gets super into it. Rock. Assuming the Red Wings can start scoring goals here soon. Right. Yeah. That that is kind of the. the Speaking of which, big thing. That reminds me when we did our uh, best moments of the year. 
I completely neglected the Jake Wallman game-winning goal against the Carolina Hurricanes with like three seconds left in the game. I was there, and I I completely forgot to mention that. So we'll give that an honorable mention very retroactively. Why would you remember? I would remember because we recorded really late. Why Why would you remember that? You weren't there. You're not me. What is happening? What? Okay. <laughs> Threw off our recording schedule. That's all. <laughs> That's what he remembers most. He's like, this MF or Brian's making a wait until <laughs> it's like, yeah, that one night. night where, yeah, the game was already running long and then we had to wait another hour until we could record. Yeah. I remember, remember when I worked at LCA and all of our episodes were like one in the morning? Yes. That was brutal. That was I, much, I much prefer this schedule of like five in the afternoon, six in the af- evening. That's yeah, that was a grind back in the day. That's yeah. for sure. Now everyone knows we record like six hours before the day starts. But six hours before the day starts? Well, before the day it airs. Oh, well, yeah. What, people want us to record at 11 p.m. every night? Maybe. <laughs> okay, I think we're good in the off season to record at 6 p.m. <laughs> uh, so, any final thoughts? How do you feel about Meyer patches on the Tigers uniforms? They well, I don't I, I don't like any patches on any uniforms that are besides like the brand who's making the jersey, mm-hmm. like Nike Swoosh, whatever you're making the jersey, go for it. Sponsorships, I think, are dumb. But it could have looked a lot worse because at least they tried to make it like blend in with the uniform. Yeah. So yeah, agreed. I I would in a perfect world there would be no patches, but yes. now like pretty much every sport has it now. It's inevitable. Um and this one doesn't look absolutely terrible. So I I'll I'll live even though I'm upset about it. Pretty much yeah. what we said what I said like, about uh when the wings got patches too. It's on the sleeve too like here, so it's not like prominently visible anytime a player is like facing yeah. the If camera. there's a lefty up, you won't even notice. Like if if the NHL decided or if the Red Wings decided to do it and they put it at the bottom of their jersey, I'd care a lot less. If um, but they're always like right here. In fact, the Red Wings are going to move their letter to like literally move the captaincy to put a sponsorship there, and that's just like this is me my me pearl clutching right now. But that's just so offensive to the game, in my opinion. Like to the fact where Red Wings players have to move their letters to have a sponsorship there instead is just so offensive to me. Where, but if it were like at the bottom of the jersey, I'd care significantly less. Yeah, I think it's, it's a the fair placement. Point. The placement's a big part of it. It's not it's a, a fair point. It's not egregious on the sleeve, or as egregious, I should say. Um, I thought I thought I had a how do you feel about it, but it doesn't matter. We're over time anyways, so it's all right. We ball. We do ball. Uh, we're back with a new episode on Monday, so stay tuned to that. Maybe we'll talk about Clayton Keller. Who knows? Uh, stay tuned. Same time, same place. It's your team every day.